You're listening to The Winning Mind Podcast. I am Letitia D'Souza. I am a mindset coach and business strategist who has helped more than 1,200 people change their lives, their relationships, their businesses, and just win in life. There's a myriad of reasons why we're not winning in life. Most people don't really play to win. They play not to lose. And what winning really means is becoming a better version of yourself each and every day. We can do this together. Hi, beautiful people I love. Hope you guys are having a really, really good day. I am having a great, great day. Happy Valentine's Day and all of the things that go along with that. And I'm just saying it because it's it's really not a thing for me. Like, I've never been one who's into, um, I guess, what would be more commercialized holidays. You know, Valentine's Day, Sweetest Day, like all of the things. Yeah. But happy Valentine's Day to all of you lovebirds. Let's see. Before I get into what I'm going to get into, a couple of things. So one of the things is how about that Super Bowl, the halftime show at the Super Bowl with Bad Gal Riri? What y'all think about that? I won't spend too much time here, but let me tell you what I absolutely love about it. I'm not talking about her performance, right? I don't I don't really care about her performance. I'm talking about her presence. Here's the thing. Because she was performing pregnant, people expected a love on top performance like Beyonce. Because Beyonce, she still sang and danced and did this, and people felt like they were underwhelmed. And um, Donald Trump said it was the single worst halftime performance. But let me tell you something about the power of presence. Riri has never been the most incredible singer, dancer, or entertainer. But who she is, is somebody who is authentic and who has always just done what she wants. She gives this IDGAF energy. You're going to get what you're going to get. She brings main character energy. She stays in her own lane, and she does not try to be anybody but who she is. And so everybody's like, but the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl. You're going to get this main character, billionaire, baby on the way. This is what I do, energy and I'm going to go ahead and 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 exit this stage and, and do what I do, right? I just love that. I absolutely love that. But that's also probably because I see things in a different way. People will always have an expectation on you for who you should be, what you should be doing, how you should be doing it. It takes a lot of courage to just show up and just be who you authentically are and not give a damn about what other people are thinking, okay? I, I was I, that, that just really, really takes a whole, whole lot of courage. She could have brought out a shit ton of other artists to collaborate with her. You know, you had J-Lo and Shakira. You had the way they did it last year. She ain't do none of that. She like, listen, this is me. Y'all gonna get me. Y'all gonna get Riri. Y'all gonna get my presence. And now, there it is. So I absolutely love that for her. The other part of that, though, is that we are so into entertainment in, in a sense that it just almost becomes sickening that we just we just we just look for people to do something and be something to us. Uh, that That's a conversation for another day that ties historically to, you know, the way black people were made to perform. But that's a conversation for another day. The other thing that I want to say is I had, well, I had a time last night. Y'all know that little trending sound. It wasn't actually last night. It was two nights ago. But my law bae invited me to 
the Atlanta Hawks game. And it was just like a last minute impromptu thing. And I was just like, listen, why not? I've been in Atlanta nine years almost, and I have never gone to the Atlanta Hawks game. I absolutely love basketball, but it was just, I, I just don't know. I guess because I just I just haven't done it, right? So we go to the to the game and I'm like, hold hold on, wait. We we in the Sky Club? Hold on. We we eating and drinking and being merry and these seats on the floor. I ain't know none of this stuff ahead of time. You know, I'll just say yes to something and get the details later. Honey, them seats were so good. I was looking at blackheads and nostril hairs, okay? Now here's where I'm going with this. First of all, y'all know I'm always praying about expansion and exposure. Listen, I've been expanded to a place now. Don't ask me to go to no Hawks game if we ain't, we ain't, we ain't sitting there or better because I can't go back now that I've had this experience, okay? Thanks, Mel. The other part of that is this is something that a lot of y'all don't understand. There's a book called The Power of Who. It's on my top favorites, and it's by Bob Bodine. And it speaks about how you already have everybody in your life that you need to have. But because we are not discerning and we don't recognize the power of relationships, a lot of times we are constantly looking outside, outside, outside for new relationships, relationships instead of leveraging the relationships that we have. Now, I had a completely different experience by someone who is already in my life, right? And I have another experience and an opportunity that's coming up from someone who is already in my life. And when I think about it, the vast majority of things that come into my life, they come from somebody who is already in my life one way, or the other way they come is it's almost like something is put in front of me. And then I'm like, my my whole spirit says, yes, and then I move in that direction. If you don't, if you've never done like human design and, and seen like how you operate, that might be something that you can go and look into. But anyway, as a as a manifesting generator, if you understand human design, my job is to respond. And so something is put in front of me, and it either is like a full yes or it's like a uh-uh. And so when I when I use listen to my inner wisdom to respond. That's how I navigate the world. And it is always, always like that. So my whole point in saying all of that is you have incredible gems and jewels, let's say diamonds, because you know, bad girl Riri, around you and your relationships. And you don't even know. You over here praying and crying and snotting and frustrated, trying to get connected or go to the next level. And you got a person right in, in your circle that is the bridge to help you do that. I'll go a step further. With my clients, one of the biggest returns that they get on the investment of their resources is through what I call relational marketing. Now, I have clients, their marketing runs the gamut. They've been on radio, on TV, Google ads, pay-per-click, like all of the things. When we actually looked at the data and then pulled a, a huge portion of their monies into allocated, I should say, into relational marketing, one of my clients, her business went through the roof. She started getting referrals from people. She was like, this person is not even a former client. She didn't even know like who the referral sources were. It was like a friend of a client, a client of a friend, you know, those kind of a things. And it was like, 
wow, how was I not even thinking about this? Listen, you never touch a person just one time and you are constantly looking for the new instead of building and going deeper in your relationships with who you have existing. I'll go a step further. Now, listen, I ain't a fan of politics, period, or of his politics in particular. But let's talk about Barack Obama, right? Barack Obama, Michelle was his mentor. Um, when they when they when they first were in the law firm, she was his mentor. She was assigned as his mentor. Okay, great. But when he was in Chicago and he moved away from like practicing law, that kind of a thing, and he started getting into um, what do you call that? Like organizing, political organizing, and all of that. Guess what? He became friends with John Rogers, who owns Aerial Capital Management, who was a friend, a close friend of Michelle Obama's brother, Craig Robinson, who came from Princeton. And so John Rogers, you may hear his name in circles, but you didn't see him a lot. But John Rogers was connected to the Chicago elite and started bringing Barack Obama into all of these circles. So he brought him into this circle. And so now he is around people who can help him move, who can help him get positioned, who can fundraise for him. But it all came from the power of who? Relationship. Okay? So I'm telling you, don't be sleep on your relationships. And if you don't have the right relationships in your life, I would just question how you're showing up in your relationships. One of the things that I live by is adding value, adding as much value as I can to the people that are in my life. Adding value, even if it doesn't directly benefit me. I'm not a tit for tat. If I can see how I can connect you to a resource, a person, or an opportunity, run it, right? I'm not, I'm not. I'm not even thinking of myself first. I will think about myself like, oh, okay, well, let me leverage that. But usually I'm just like, how can I connect these people? How can I connect she or he to this resource or to this opportunity? And I live my life like that. And so remember, I always say you don't reap what you sow, but you will reap where you sow. So let's start using the power of relationships in a way that just allows us, people are praying for miracles and you're the miracle that they're praying for. And because you're so self-focused and focused on with them, what's in it for me, you can't see how to allow these blessings to flow through you, understanding that they're going to come back to you. Listen, I live my life as a conduit. Everything that I get, it flows through me, but I am never left out of the equation. Okay, so there's that. The other thing before I get into it is I want to say, I want to say that I'm so thankful and grateful to you all for the feedback that you continually give me with the podcast. Let me tell you something about having this epic, brilliant mind that I have. (laughs) I'm with myself 24-7. So when my thoughts come up and they come through me, I don't sit and be like, whoa, now that is epic. It's coming through me. But some of y'all send me back in your notes, stuff that I've said, and I'll be like, damn, now that that was pretty epic. So sometimes when I get it back, I'm actually getting it for the first time. I I don't know if that makes sense, but that's the only way that I can tell you. So thank y'all for the feedback. And I'm just so, y'all don't know that I'm just super, super thankful and grateful that y'all continue to support and y'all continue to share because it's really a labor of love. 
All right, let me shift gears here. So speaking of love, I promise you, I am still a bit, uh, what's the word I want to say? A bit, mm, as as my good friend says, it feels a bit cringe worthy, cringy. I don't know the word. When people are asking me to do things about love and relationships and I've gotten requests about nurturing your man and loving your man and supporting your man. And what it brings up for me is I'm like, I'm not sure what I'm saying or what I'm exuding in these conversations that makes the people that I'm talking to feel like I have more of a grasp on this than they do, right? But again, I'm with myself 24-7, 365, so I don't see it. So, ladies... Let's talk about loving these beautiful men that are in our lives or that we want to be in our lives, okay? So I'm not going to keep second guessing myself. I'm just going to tell y'all. Now y'all know most of my wisdom has come from the things that I've messed up. So listen, I have messed up in the love department enough to learn some things. So first and foremost, let let me say this about men. If we go back to Michelle Obama, I'm a huge believer that you need to understand the mandate to understand the man. She understood what Barack was given to do and what he was given to do in the world. And so then she knew how to navigate her position. A lot of us, because we're still these pamper princesses and we still go into relationships as little girls, we're like having temper tantrums and doing all of these things and not operating in in strategy to understand what this man has been put in the world to do. Men operate with a sense of purpose. They need to. And if they are not operating in a sense of purpose, then you can definitely know that they have lost their way. And so men need a sense of vision to pursue, right? To pursue, to make them feel fulfilled. And that's why we see a lot of what we call F-boys, they're operating outside of purpose. Nobody has ever helped them to understand that they were put on the earth for more than what it is that they are currently doing. And so if a man lacks purpose, a sense of purpose, then he's usually operating and relying on an area that seems to be Mm, the the best he can do, which is why a lot of men operate and rely on their sexual prowess, right? Because they don't have a sense of purpose. All that to say, you need to understand the mandate to understand the man. Ladies, I don't care what your position is. You know, I'm going to always go to the Bible. You don't have to believe in the Bible. You can take the concepts, right? But the Bible speaks about us being helpers for or to a man. And so in being a helper to a man, we naturally sometimes think of that as being a keeper of the home. If you really study the word, the word meant it was almost like a woman who was an equal, not a subordinate, right? But she had saving power. And so a lot of times we don't understand our positions as helpers and we don't understand our ability to influence a man and bring the best out of a man because we're approaching our relationships from a very, very surface level. And so if you really want to love a man, understand what his mandate is, understand what his purpose is, and see how you can support him in that purpose. 
And so we get these things like, I don't want to build a bear, I want a bear built. Okay, what if Michelle Obama had said that? I'm not saying that you are Michelle Obama and that your guy is Barack. I'm just using that as an example. A lot of times we don't understand strategically how to navigate in our relationships, and so they don't go anywhere. So, and then the other part of this, I was having this conversation just last week. Because of our hurt and our wounds and the trauma that we've experienced in relationships, now we've gotten to this place where we are really jaded and cynical and skeptical and afraid to love, to love loudly, to love first. And we're afraid that that won't be reciprocated. Well, I'm sure probably eaten bad food at a restaurant before and maybe have had food poisoning or it wasn't the best experience. It didn't stop your ass from eating though, right? This is the area where we dig our heels in and we are just adamant about whatever I experienced is the way that it's going to be. And so you start to harden your heart. Now listen, it's a survival mechanism. We form calluses just like you form a callus on your foot. The callus is formed to protect the tender skin underneath, right? And what happens when you go to get a pedicure? They're like, oh, we got to get this callus off your foot. So some of us ladies, we desire to be in relationships without understanding that our hearts are still callous. Our hearts are still hardened from the pain, from the trauma, from the thing that we've experienced. And so a, a man is bumping into this hardness in this place of being calloused in our hearts and we don't even recognize it. And Listen, the only thing that I can tell you is this. Life is all about risk. There is no guarantee. You hear some somebody will give you some great wisdom and advice, and then your mind will be like, and I'm going to do all that, and he's still going to cheat. I'm going to do all this, and he's still going to cheat. I'm going to do... Listen, you, you can hold on to that narrative, or you can let go of that narrative and invite a new experience into your life, right? Because what I am seeing all across social media is women who are crying, women who are saying, I'm tired. I'm tired of doing everything by myself. I'm tired of not, you know, having support, not having emotional support, physical support, somebody to care for me, somebody to be with me. So, I'm hearing the cries, ladies, but what happens is we have to show up and do something differently. And a lot of times we haven't been willing to do it. We've allowed our friends to gas us and tell us how great we're doing, but here's what happens. We get gassed about how great we are, how great we're doing, how we're showing up. All of those things are great and they're true, but your friends are not with you intimately. Your friends are not with you in relationship. And so what happens is oftentimes we lack true feedback from the men that we've been in relationship with. And so the places where we need to grow and change are blind spots. Do you understand? Let me tell y'all, my guy God kept telling me that I was the, the delay in the relationship that I wanted. And I kept saying, that just really makes no sense to me. You know, I will, God, y'all know I'm a special needs person and I've I be, you know, they say your arms too short to box with God. I sure be arguing, <laughs> like, but God knows this about me. How am I the delay in all of this? So, all the way, my daughter will be 27 in March, right? So I broke up with her dad way 1997. What's that like? 26 years ago, and uh, it was an abusive, toxic, oh my God, relationship. 
And I used to stab him to defend myself from the abuse. Okay, that's a story for another day. Anyway, he told me, he said, Letitia, he said, in your next relationship, he said, don't stab the man. And I was like, I'm not going to need to stab him because I won't date somebody that's a a fool like you. He said, yeah, you might not stab him with a knife, but you're going to stab him with your words. And I was like, I could not receive that feedback because in my mind, my words to him were justified. My words to you were a reaction to your actions. And so every, all those words that I called you, I meant them, okay? And I couldn't receive that feedback. Well, of course, I dated in between, but then in the next serious relationship that I was in, he gave me the feedback and he said, your words. He said, I, the, he said, it's not that you get angry. He said, but when you get angry, the things that you say to me, he said, I cannot believe that you even think those things to say them. He said, that's the hurtful part. And I was talking to my son about this last week. He said, well, did you mean the things when you said them? I said, yeah, I meant every, <laughs> I meant every word. Because the, the PTSD, the trauma, all of those things in me, when you get on the wrong side of me, you are now an enemy and I'm going for the jugular. And I might not have the physical strength to kill you, but I'm trying to kill you with my words. I'm trying to make you feel this same pain that I'm feeling. Okay, so fast forward to the next relationship. This is about feedback. He told me, he said, I cussed him out. And, and, and this was, I cussed him out twice. And he said, you won't speak to me like that ever again. And he he walked away. Oh, that was so heart-wrenching for me that I started digging into this. Like, okay, may, maybe there is some validity to this. May, may, maybe there is some truth to this with my words. I had to dig into a father wound and, you know, all of these things to see what was triggering this reaction to me that I felt that I was well within my right to speak to a man like this because of his actions. So I started doing the work on me. No, I can choose to show up. I can choose to respond and not to not react. I can sit with emotions that feel uncomfortable for me and not just in anger, need to get this anger off me so you're about to get it. I can learn to respect somebody else's boundaries so that if they wanna, don't want to discuss something in the moment, I can wait until a time that feels more appropriate. This was all work that I went to do on me, right? So very recently, the guy that I'm seeing, he said, you know, he said, you've just become so gentle and so compassionate and so patient and so understanding. And he said, I always thought that maybe we could, you know, grow together and build something together. He said, but 98% of the time you were super, super sweet. He said, but it was that other 2% that you would just pop off. He said that really gave me pause. Now, this is what I said. I said, you know, thank you for giving me that feedback. I said, I'm really open to your feedback because I want to learn and I want to grow. Now, do you know how much humility has been birthed in me over, over that time? Because guess what? I had to move from a place from my heart being callous and rightfully so to a place where I chose to invite a different experience by doing something different. I didn't make those changes for him. I made those changes for me because the results that I was getting in my relationship didn't line up with what I said that I wanted, right? And so this is why I say how you love and how you show up in love can really be irrespective of what another person does. And so, oh, he gonna cheat anyway. Okay, you still have the love and the growth and everything that you have. And if it doesn't work out, nothing stops you from loving again. 
But what has happened, ladies, is that we have, um, a lot of times, we've been so busy, you know, get in the bag, boss bitches, doing all of these things that a lot, oftentimes, the men that are around us, they feel neglect. They don't feel supported. They don't feel like they are a part of our world or whatever it is that we have going on. And that is very, very important for a man to know that he has a place. And so we say, men are intimidated. No, he's probably not intimidated by your strength. He just is not interested in, this is the best way I can say it. I'm a businesswoman. But when I'm with a man, guess what? I'm a woman. We may talk about business, but I'm not defined by business. I know how to kick back and just be a girl. I know how to kick back and just let him take the lead. Do you understand? Like, we can't relate to men the way that we relate to women. And this is because we often do. This is why girls trips used to be fun. They were just like a uh, um, what's the word I want to say? They were a way to get away and come back refreshed and recharged. Now, girls' trips are about the only thing that you can take because the the men that you're dealing with aren't in a position to travel with you or you've created this standard or this, this idealized version of who it is that you want to be in your life and nobody can meet this standard. And so a lot of times you've, I'm about to use this word in a wrong way, you've standardized yourself outside of love because let me tell you what the ego does not want. The ego does not want love for you. Everybody has a love schema, which means a a way that love feels natural. If you are not used to having male presence in your life, men that stick around, your ego ain't signing up for it. So your ego will throw all kinds of things into your path to keep you away from it. It is really going to take surrender and an openness to do and become someone different to have a relationship that is what it is that you that you say that you desire. Okay, so anyway, all of that is to say, be open to feedback. You're getting feedback. You are just not taking the feedback because you look at the messenger and then you get pissed off at the messenger and you justify why you shouldn't listen to the feedback from that particular person. I understand something called the genius principle. The genius principle is you can learn something from anybody. You can learn what not to do, what to do, but anybody that is in your life, in your in your mix, anybody you can learn from anybody. So if you understand how important it is to get and take feedback, then you can become better. Okay? So here's here's something else that is very very difficult for women especially if you've been hurt. Dealing in reality. How can I put this? I'm 50, right? So when I was dating, let's just say the last couple of years when I was dating, I met some really good guys and some really nice guys. But I met this guy and I went out with him and I was like, y'all know I'm, I'm, I got to move past chemistry because that ain't enough. But I felt such strong chemistry with him that I was like, I'm about to float out of this booth in the restaurant. Like, oh my goodness. He was a a nice guy, a good guy, right? A really, really good guy, real committed father. All of those things have been married before for 18 years and and really wanted to, you know, settle down and get in a long-term relationship again. 
and his car broke down. And I was like, oh, you're going to go get another one? He said, I'll get another one when the Lord presents the opportunity for me. And so I'm like, hold on, baby, you in Atlanta. What what you mean when the Lord presents the opportunity? Like, this is a driving city. How how you going to get back and forth to work? And so he didn't want to take on any debt. He didn't want a car note. And here's the other part. He lived in a rented room because he was in a space of rebuilding his life, right? And he had child support and he lived in a rented room. And so then this, I found this out and then the situation with the car. Now, guess what? People would be like, oh, absolutely not. Now, this, this, he was a good guy. Now, was he asking me for something? No. He said, I have a standard for myself and from myself, and I haven't been in this position in 20-something years. And so he's just like, you know, I just have to rebuild. A lot of y'all boss bitches, y'all would pass him up because he's not at your level. Remember the power of influence of a woman about being able to help, being able to help support somebody, but you don't want to build a bear. And so you would miss the opportunity for a man who could be, has all of the qualities that you desire and look for somebody that's already there. Do you understand what I'm saying? So when I say that sometimes we're not existing in reality, it's also because you think that you possess all of the qualities that a man wants as if there is nothing lacking in you. I'm telling y'all, I see this all the time. Now, what happened with me and him? It just didn't work out. But it wasn't because, it was not because of his his situation, because I know that you can be in one situation today and you can be in a different situation tomorrow. I'm smart enough to know that that wasn't it, but I'm just giving y'all an example. You are trying to date based on what it is that you want and you haven't even figured out what it is that you need. And so sometimes your ego is running the show. Now, listen, I am not telling you to just throw out everything that you desire and go date a booger wolf and go go try and make yourself like somebody that you don't like. Y'all extreme, you like me, so a lot of times that's what happens. That is not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is you have to gain understanding about what it is that you need because when you have what it is that you need in someone, you can co-create what it is that you want and what it is that you desire. But we've become so individualized and so hyper-independent that we don't understand what interdependence is. I'm not talking about codependence. We don't, we don't understand that. And then you I'm not, I'm not helping another man because I'm not preparing a man for another woman. Well, then just stay where you are. You don't want to give anything because you feel like you put in all this work and it hasn't produced for you. Listen, you you are always going to be putting in work in something. You're always going to be challenged with continuing down a path to make something happen with no guarantee of how it's going to turn out. You've got to get back in the game and open yourself up to experiencing risk again, because that's the only way that you're going to experience the reward. And so here we are. God corrected me in this. Like, why are you holding back love? Why are you holding back affection? Why are you holding back the thing that fills your heart with joy out of fear? And God told me, you will never be fulfilled until you love like I love and allow my love to flow through you without regard for what you're getting in return. At first, I took that to mean, 
okay, my needs are not going to be considered. No, it's actually the opposite. It's actually the opposite. It's actually the opposite that my needs are considered, that I am considered, that I am getting reciprocal energy. Do you see? But I had to be willing to do something different first. Now, y'all think that supporting a man and loving a man is just external. And it's more than that. Can you support him and speak to his purpose? Can you support him and create a safe space where he can share? Yet, who do men talk to outside of if they go to therapy? Most men, unless they have a bromance, most men bottle their feelings and internalize their feelings and they work through their own feelings. We have seven girlfriends that we can call and get stuff off our chest. And guess what? Those cathartic relationships and we move on to the next thing. A lot of times men don't have that. And then if they can't come and be honest and be real with you, then what is it going to do? It's going to create distance or they're going to look for another outlet. Let's see, how how else can I help us? Do you know, I just want to heal love. I'm, I'm not for, I, I, romance is great. I'm not a hopeless romantic because I'm not a hopeless anything, right? I watch my words. Romance is great. I love romance and flowers and all of those things. But what I'm really for is sustainable relationships, relationships that can live and grow and prosper over time. And that's relationships that can navigate just the ups and downs of life and that are built on something solid. And for something to be built on something solid, we have to to take off the facades and the masks and allow ourselves to be seen. We have to bring our insecurities and our fears and be vocal about them. Do you know just yesterday, I said, I don't feel like I have your full attention and I need that. Do, do, not, do you know there would have been a time where I would not have said that before because I would have been like, oh my God, I'm going to be seen as too needy. I said, nope, I don't feel like I have your full attention. And I expressed, I didn't demand it. I expressed it, right? And you know what? That gave him space to respond. He said, I'm here. But a lot of that came about because of my willingness to go first, because of my willingness to create a space where this is even possible. At first, this was not reciprocated. At first, this was probably foreign for somebody who is not used to dealing with their emotions. Going back to the power of influence, the power of you being an influencer, you can set the tone for what it is that you desire. You really can. And so that's all I'm saying is, Ladies, understand your power. Understand your influence. Don't be afraid to love. Don't be afraid to give love. Don't be afraid to show vulnerability. Don't be afraid to show your softness and be in your softness. Like fear is holding us back from every single thing that we say that we want. And we're saying what men need to do and how men need to show up. And that's fine. But you can only be responsible for you. Okay? So I am just trying to help us. I'm just trying to help you, help you in life, help you in love, help you in all of the things, because what are we here for if we're not here for love? And I'm not just talking about romantic love or that, that, but what are we here for if we're not here for love? Like what, what is all the rest of this worth? I'm just curious. I'm just really, really, really curious Um, Let me see. Is there anything else that I want to say about this? I'll probably pick this up because I'm already 35 minutes into this and I could easily talk for an hour. 
But y'all know what? I got shit to do. So I love each and every one of you. Love on your man today. If you don't have a man, and I'm not just talking about because it's Valentine's Day. I'm just talking about period because it's today, right? Let them know you love them. Let them know you love them in a way that spells love for him, not in a way that is your love language. Study him. Learn what his love language is. Learn what he responds to. Be willing to do that. Stop keeping score. Stop matching energy. Stop making things tit for tat right? Love can be its own reward if you let go of all of the conditioning that you have received. Now go and love. Share the podcast with with someone else, because guess what? We, we, We could all stand a little bit more love in life. I love each and every one of you. Have a beautiful day.